Chapter Twenty Eight of Riolaro, The Archipelago of Exiles by Godfrey Swevin. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Voyage and the Wreck. Whether this was a mere fable, I was never able to verify by personal experience. Christendom will doubtless take it as wholly the creation of Sneekape's brain, so unlike nature does it seem. The only feature that I could vouch for as fact was the warlike attack as we weighed anchor from Swinari. I was awakened from my meditation over the question by a low murmur from the women's section. I listened and was certain that it was a sleeping song they were chanting. Sneekape gave me the drift of each verse, and I tried to turn it into the same meter as they used. Snowflakes of starlight drift on us forever, sun lend us their far light, transmuter of river, the slumberous ocean to shimmer of gold, eyes dim with emotion, eyes infinite sold, with magic diaphanous, our spirits entrance in our hearts as they coffin us dreams quiver and dance dead to our kin we lie only the worlds of night wizards that charm the sky see our unbodied flight dream-winged we hover death drawn from birth as lover to lover soul to its earth break we the bond at last breasting the infinite future is clear as past Chaos as light, afloat on the stellar deep. Rest, rest we crave, cradle the eyeless sleep. Dream we from wave to wave. Sleep, sleep, let us slumber. Oh, we have lived and fought, borne pains without number. Waken, oh, waken us not. It is impossible to give the drowsy sound of the melody in a language like English that has been forged in unflagging struggle, in the stress of battle with the forces of nature. Generations of alleyloo'd nerves and lips had saturated every word with languorous music. No cradle song that I ever heard approached it in soporific power. All who sat within sound of it dropped their eyelids. The voices began to seem distant and stifled. At times the music died away, and again it rose in dim yet growing echo, at first like the murmur of bees in the still summer air, then like a wail swept fitfully by a breath that comes we know not whence and vanishes in a moment. Out of unknown depths the lullaby threw its charm and then slowly withdrew it. The scarce felt gradation of the cadence was as strong as in its hypnotic fascination as the breeze flung note. The singers seemed to fall into a dream as they sang. The words melted into one liquid rill of a song. Faint and muffled, its melody floated up as out of a dream. The falla lagged and dallied upon the gleaming levels of the sea. It was the barge of sleep, and we seemed to have been a thousand years fettered in trance. The sound of the paddles came only at intervals, and then it ceased and the whole skyey vault and the weary sea and the specks of being that traversed it vanished i fell countless fathoms through space and then the existence snapped short a crash rounded me up into the confines of life again 
it was the fusillade of the boatswain's whip and before we were rightly awake the ship was swinging along to this loud chant sung at full lung pitch by the paddlers we beat with our paddles the passionless sea to flush our wounding dies out on their face we dance free as gods on her billowy lee the trail of our feet no mortal can trace the life of our veins out gallops all pains alana moolan alana moolan we slake our fierce thirst from the cup of the sky its azure hath fathomless depths to exhaust translucent within it worlds numberless lie with the gold of the dawn its rim is embossed the life is divine we drink with such wine alana moolan alana moolan our blood beats in time with the palpitant stars our paddles in harmony rise and fall we cease from our labor and life is a farce we rest and our hearts grow weary of all for life it is toil and happiness moil alana moolan alana moolan the grave is the only repose for our being thou art welcome o death when thou wilt we are thine there's not on this earth that's worth thinking or seeing and life's fitful fever has no anodyne to work is to rest to die is the best alana moolan alana moolan the refrain is untranslatable it was as old as the race i was told it had been used from generation to generation in paddle songs till it had grown rounded and smooth in the stream of time and lost all trace of its inner grain and force an approach to the meaning would be farewell rest there is none upon the earth sneekape and his friends were unwilling to taint their lips with it for it had been a slave word for centuries and they consider it beneath contempt it was difficult even to get some translation of the paddle song but verse by verse and line by line i dragged it out of the haughty figlefians yet when they talked of their slaves they spoke of them with leniency and even with kindness pressing questions home i found that they considered the lash one of the most benevolent of institutions it softened the asperities of slave nature for slaves were children and had to be dealt with as children they did not know what was good for them and their masters had to find out and insist their best welfare was obedience to law and routine and the whip administered with judicious severity induced obedience and prevented two large doses of this wholesome physic it was the first outrunner of a breeze that had awakened the master of the paddles a cool breeze that seemed to come off distant snows soon the falla was all bustle and the great square sails that stretched beyond the bulwarks twice the breadth of the ship were taut before the wind we spun along at a merry rate and the paddles disappeared from the sides but it was only a cat's paw and died away the sails fell heavily against the masts and had to be run down the slaves again took their place at the paddles and we lounged along the sultry leaden floor of the sea but suddenly there fell upon us like a stroke of a hammer a wandering gust the masts creaked the loose cordage lashed the ship in their fury till she staggered then all was still the old leaden dullness came upon the waters it had been like the gleam of gnashing teeth in the sullen monotony of enslaved work 
a yell from the slaves quarters punctured the silence it was partly from the whip of the boatswain partly from the breaking of their paddles by the ridge of water that swept athwart us in five minutes we were helpless between the surly rancour of the hurricane and the truculent floundering of the billows on we rushed staggering drunken with horror and frenzy the slaves would not rise to the lash the officers muttered curses between their teeth and did what they could to guide her course the daylight was blind with the angry dust of showers the circle of grey film caged the ship and eyes were futile and weary in their frantic eagerness to pierce it down in the women's quarters i could see sneakape and his fellows lying prostrate their faces in their hands on the planks the women were huddled together in apathetic limpness out of the wreck that drowned so many of the figlefians i was rescued by one of the slaves who canoed me with his bride to the base of a great cliff the tide was low as high as we could reach the surface was rough with living shells that moved to our touch and streamers of seaweed rose and fell with a ripple at last he forced the boat back from the rocky wall there was strong suction inwards he bade us with a gesture lie down flat in the bottom whilst he at the bow grovelled with his hand raised to the low vaulted rock we shot in underneath into darkness but in a few minutes we were out of the torrent moored in a peaceful bay End of chapter twenty eight